a woman's worth with Rishanta. A woman's worth is being informed. A woman's worth is being aware. A woman's worth is being educated. A woman's worth is having optimal health and knowing how to prevent disease. Welcome, listeners, again to another episode of A Woman's Work. Today, we have Ms. Teresa Ziegler again with us on the show to talk about the topic HIV and healthy relationships. Welcome to the show, Ms. Ziegler. Thank you, Rashanda. Hi, listeners. Thank you, thank you. And Ms. Ziegler has been with us throughout this month of October as October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And she's been talking about um, things that are related to um, domestic violence that pretty much some risk factors and behaviors that may place women particularly at risk um, for domestic violence. So um, also we have talked about in previous shows, one particular topic, intimate partner violence. And um, we've also talked about um, risk factors Um, related to intimate partner violence and behaviors. In last show, we talked about a very um, important topic, which was um, self-esteem and self-care. And Ms. Ziegler really went deep into that topic to talk about, she gave examples of low self-esteem, examples of um, high self-esteem, examples of how we could take take better care of ourselves because right now there's a lot of talk about self-care with the pandemic and all the anxiety, stress, and things we're dealing with is very important that we take care of ourselves. And Ms. Ziegler did talk about the importance of taking care of our physical health as well as our mental health, our emotional health. And so as we continue to um, move in this topic, topics that are related to domestic violence, I want to talk about today Um, healthy relationships and HIV. And so, because we know sometimes women, we we get into unhealthy relationships because Ms. Ziegler talked about in previous shows how sometimes we have things, trauma or things that happened to us in our past and our childhood that we did not deal with or did not seek um, therapy or just get it healed up. And so those things could create or cause us to get into unhealthy situations. And so we want to talk about what is a healthy relationship today? What is an unhealthy relationship? Um, signs of a healthy relationship. Signs of an unhealthy relationship. Um, how, un- how unhealthy relationships can put us at risk for certain um, unhealthy relationships. So Ms. Ziegler, as I talked about all of that, <laughs> And you're the therapist. And you bring um, that background to the show to, with, and to discuss that whole thing of wellness and feelings and unhealthy situations and um, trauma. You bring that, your background and your education to the show. And also, you also come with, as we talk about HIV, you work. You did a lot of work with um, MAO and also with HIV positive women. So, Ms. Ziegler, as we get into this topic, healthy relationships. Talk to us. What is a relationship? Well, a relationship is a common bond between two people. When you're deciding to be in a relationship, it's just like you're saying, "Hey, we're going to be on each other's team." That means sometimes you may have to put. Your team members' needs before yours sometimes. 
but it doesn't mean that you have to always do it. It's about fair share, common bond, and and actually communication and talking. Um, when you're on a relationship, it's just like your relationship with anyone. That's including God, relationship, any kind of relationship you have, it's got to be communication in it. Whether it's an intimate relationship or friendship, even friendship, like some of my closest friends. My friendship, um, one of my best friends, actually, my only best friend, <laughs> my friendship <laughs> with him is kind of a, like, it's not an intimate relationship, but we communicate with each other. We give each other advice. Sometimes I don't want to do things, um, but because he's my friend, I do. Mm-hmm. But, you know, now, if it's over a boundary, I would tell him, say, hey, you know, that's not something I want to do. And then we'll compromise. So those are just different things, how relationship works. Um, it's just always consider, considering the other person big or small decisions. Okay. You know, okay. Making them. okay, thank you. And you talked about part of a relationship, the number the key thing is communication. Mm-hmm. Talking to one another, getting to know each other. Um, the likes, just like the, the values. Um, things that are important to them, things that matter. So in a relationship, um, those things, communication is the key part of it. Yes. Of a relationship. It is because that's the only way that you're going to know somebody is how they're feeling or or mm-hmm. what's going on because, you know, you may come in the house or just, that's just saying if this relationship is an intimate relationship and you're coming in and your partner may not, you know, um, feel like talking because something mm-hmm. probably happened and they don't want to talk about it at that moment. And if you know your partner, you probably say, hey, you know what's going on? Instead of automatically saying, oh, you know, she got something going on or I'm not going to talk to her because she's got an attitude with me. You know, what's wrong with her? So, but if you know your partner, if you have been communicating with your partner, you know, hey, she doesn't act like that every day. Let me try to see what's wrong with her instead of automatically assuming something which could be wrong. So that's why communication is so um, important because it just it just tells you a whole lot without guessing. And, you know, that's when the unhealthy behaviors come. Right. Absolutely. Because, you know, I know sometimes we in this society we are, let me say, I'm going to say this. In society, sometimes we take it, we take relationships and when we meet people, we, we, you know, do things really fast. And so we may not just, you know, get to know the person really well in the community, you know, just in that stage of communication. We may go into more intimacy, intimate and passion versus the first part of it is really getting to know that person by communicating. Right. So you won't get offended if they didn't call. You already know if y'all talk, you know he's working so-and-so or he has uh, kids or, you know, just knowing something about helps it because sometimes when we tend to get in relationships, we make that relationship our all, our everything. And we think (laughs) the other person is supposed to be like that you know, just because you know how that love at first sight, well, not love at first sight, that I'm going to say that that, that flirtatious love. And mm-hmm. when it 
first and it's real new, like the honeymoon stage of it. You know, everything is good and you can't wait for them to call and stuff. And if you really don't know the person and you don't know what they have going on, you know, you may get offended if they didn't call, you know, just right then. So it's really good to know to not to be intimate first because you've already put those feelings in. You've already invested your whole self without even knowing that person. Right. Thank you. Thank you. And um, talk to us about healthy, fulfilling relationships. Talk to us about that. What is that? What is that? And what does it look like? The healthy, uh, healthy relationships. It's a mutual respect for each other. You know, trust, being honest, as saying compromising, as just compromising, saying, hey, you don't want to do this, then, hey, maybe we can do it like this. Problem solving, good communication, um, and a healthy sexual relationship. That that does help. That does help. Um, not just saying, oh, I don't want to have sex. I'm not going to have sex, you know, and... The other person is so offended, you know, and they go outside of the relationship. They cause infidelity. Mm-hmm. But just knowing what's the reason. Is it because something is going on? Well, I know my partner, you know, my partner so-and-so. Hey, if she says something's going on, something is wrong. That goes again back to um, communication, knowing your partner, knowing what's going on with them. Those are the healthy relationships. Those are the things that you, the characteristics that you want to present in a relationship. Like some women with, you know, with HIV, they don't have to have unhealthy relationships just because they're HIV positive. You know, in support groups, I've heard, running a support group, I've heard a lot that, you know, I just, you know, go along to get along, you know, not to, but what about your feelings? Mm-hmm. That relationship is becoming unhealthy if you hadn't voiced what you like and what you don't like because you're accepting things. And that goes back to the last topic I was topic I was talking about, self-care. When you're accepting things that you don't agree with, it's, it puts stress on you. You start worrying and then your health starts going. Mm-hmm. So... You know, just because they're HIV positive, they don't have to. It's still love after HIV positive. And those were some of the things that I was trying to get some women to see. You know, hey, just because you don't have to stay with that person, you know, just because, you know, nine times out of 10, well, in some cases, the woman would be with the man as positive. And, you know, the relationship was kind of rocky because, like I said, it was it was different things like not wearing condoms. Hey, we already got HIV. You know that, but she wanted to wear condoms. Was scared, you know that, you know he would uh, leave her or think that she was cheating. However, it was, but it it wasn't her decision. That decision mm-hmm. was forced on her, so that wasn't a healthy relationship. Okay, because it wasn't mm-hmm. being respectful to her and her body if she wanted to use condoms and he didn't. Okay, and 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 you just to that point when you said that particularly in that situation with the HIV positive woman, she wanted to wear the condom, but the male didn't want to. So he made the decision. So there was not respect for what she wanted. That's right. 
And that what you that is considered a unhealthy relationship because there was no respect there. And that mm-hmm. comes to the physical balance part of it. It okay. could lead up to it, you know. Right. She never voiced to me that, but you know, in the heat of the moment, you know, hey, if she says stop and put on a condom, and then what if one day she didn't want to perform because he does not have a condom? You know, that may lead to physical balance. So that's why I say it's good to be in a healthy relationship because if you're not feeling well or something you don't want to do, your partner should understand. Right, right. Yeah. So as we talk about healthy relationships, what are some signs of a healthy relationship, your perspective, in the work you do? Well, healthy relationships is. Now, I have seen some women that have found love after HIV. Um, mm-hmm. talking with them. They found people and, and men, they found people who love them for what they for who they are. Um, talking mm-hmm. and communicating with them, coming to doc, you know, going to doctor's appointments, coming, just mm-hmm. being with them physically and mentally, you know, not being ashamed. Hey, I don't care about if she has this disease. I want to be there with her. And most of them weren't positive. They were just supporting their positive um, partner. Okay. Um, one particular person um, that I was talking to in the support group, their partner is not positive. But because, you know, he respects himself and she respects him enough, they're going through what's called prep. And that's a, a thing for him to take because his positive, his partner is positive. That's like if they forget to get, you know, a condom or something, then he won't be at risk of catching the disease. Right, right. So, yeah, I felt like that's really a healthy relationship when they can talk, you know, understanding each other, self-confidence. Or, and, and another thing about I want to elaborate on. At the first part of this conversation when we were talking, about the relationships, I mentioned when I said sometimes when people get in relationships, they give up their whole existing for this one relationship. And then when the other person don't, feelings are hurt. Mm-hmm. You should have freedom in a relationship. Even in a marriage, it's not saying just because I'm with you, we stuck together. People used to use the phrases ball and chain. That's so 1900s. Mm-hmm. No, it's like having freedom to be able to. And that's where the trust comes in. At. You know, hey, she's going off to be with her friends and I'm going off to be with my friends or she went somewhere. It doesn't you don't always have to be together because love is not smothering. You know, you have to let it breathe. So mm-hmm. the point when I was saying about them not having the freedom, sometimes you, sometimes you kill the love that way. You know, being around each other 24-7, you have to continue with your life. You just added a partner in with your life that you can share it with. You know, I know we all, you know, when we first start dating people, we want to spend that all time with, like I said, the honeymoon phase. Mm-hmm. want to be in that 24 hours and that, and, and you know, that's good to want to be with somebody, but then think about how the relationship will grow. That's just like, and I'm not saying this, people, I'm not saying this will actually happen, but I'm just saying that's just like eating a piece of chicken, the same piece of chicken, 24 hours a day. 
<laughs> in about a week, you're going to get tired, <laughs> you know, without breathing. You see what I'm saying? Right. So you got to let it breathe some. That's how it grows. Love is not smothered. Mm-hmm. Good point. Good point. And healthy relationships, um, unhealthy relationships. You talked about signs of a healthy relationship. So let's talk about and share information with our listeners about what is, I'm sorry, what are signs of unhealthy relationship? Okay, so the unhealthy relationship is the controlling part, which goes back to the intimate partner balance. Um, dating, dating someone that makes all the decisions for you, who you spend your time with. Unreasonably jealous, try to un- isolate you, those type things. That's an unhealthy relationship. Hostility, um, picking fights. It's just like coming in for no reason, picking a fight. Um, and and you know, like I said, I I've witnessed some people do that in my presence, and I was thinking in my head, like, you know, is that person saying that they don't want to be in a relationship? Are they just picking a fight to get out? You know, to get out of the relationship or to try to, you know, get away from the person? That was my thought. That's a very unhealthy thing, um, being that dishonest, keeping information away from, from your partner. Like I said, if, you, if you're in a relationship, it means together. So you're making decisions together. Um, disrespect. Disrespect and not being respectful of the person. And being dependent on one another. Somebody telling you, oh, I can't live without you. And, and I'm going to die if I don't be. You better run. I'm mm. just saying, you better run. Because that is very unhealthy. Codependent. So, yes. So, is that the same? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Being dependent. Depending on, I can't do without you. I can't. Yes. And that's also putting guilt on somebody. If they decide okay. to plan, like if they decide to leave them and they think in their head, well, I don't want him to kill himself, so I don't want to leave, or I don't want her to kill herself. She says she's gonna kill herself if I leave. That's guilt. That's guilt in a person. Who wanna stay in a relationship like that? Mm-hmm. And, and um, good point about the control. Um making decisions for the other. Um, choosing every, choosing everything for the other person. And the person that not having the freedom to do that themselves, out of, maybe out of fear. Um, and when you talk about control, is there underlying something with control? Is there like insecurity? Um, or the person feels they have to, you know, they have to Control, control their, so they can feel safe and secure. I'm just that's asking. it. That's okay. it. That person has low self-esteem and mm-hmm. they don't they don't trust. So that's why they're trying to control their partner. Okay, they lack of trust. trust. That's what yes. I okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they don't trust the person or they don't trust themselves. It's both. It's okay. both. It's both. Okay. Okay. So they tr- so they have a lack of trust. Mm-hmm. And sometimes in relationships, there could be things that have created this where the person could be, you know, have a lack of trust. But out in a relationship, you have to have trust. Yeah. That's the key key point that I want to to um, get across that 
there must be trust in a relationship. Yeah, but if something has created an unhealthy trust and you have not gotten over it, then you are still in an unhealthy relationship because you're going back to what that person did before. You're not letting it go. You're still remembering what that person did. You're not healing from it. You still have an open wound. So you are still in an unhealthy relationship. You bringing stuff and you thinking about, hey, he did this last time. He's going to do it again. It's mm-hmm. weighing on stress. So how can a person get free of that? How can they become free of that if they are in situations where, or, you know, the relationship is unhealthy? They can get free of it. Could they make it help healthier? What What are the options? They can. And and, okay. and one thing that I did learn mm-hmm. is just love languages. Okay. How to communicate with your partner. Some people need the words of you know words of affirmation saying, "Baby, I love you." Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm texting you. I want to, you know, I'm missing you. You know, maybe the little flirty texts to make them feel better. Um, maybe an unexpected uh, card or something when they get home, something like that. Or touching. Some people need the touching part of it to make them feel better. Um, you have to learn your love language in a relationship, you know. You can easily come back from infidelity, but that's if the person wants to, not because you want them to. And if a person's going to change, they're going to change because they want to change, not because the other person wants them to change. So I really believe they can come back, but you just have to learn the love language. I was saying about the physical touch. Right. The kid, you know, the kissing and the cuddling and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The intimacy. And... And also another love language also that I find that quality time. Oh yes, 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 yes. Some people because some people, you know, some people may prefer quality time over gifts. Mm-hmm. Some people may prefer acts of service over mm-hmm. gifts. Mm-hmm. So they may prefer like if some women they've been working in this in the mate on the, the comes home and like they and they clean the house up. That may be like, oh, thank you so much. You know, they, they you know, the act of serving. They've done something for them. Um, and um, sometimes it's quality time where a person may just prefer you to spend quality time. That may be going for a drive all day with them, just being with them, talking, enjoying itself, going on a trip. So things like that um, in relationships could be are considered healthy, healthy things to, like you said, to build. Um, you said to build trust or to to make the intimacy and the build intimacy. Trust. Okay, okay. Those okay. are the things you know. Some relationships lack that. Okay. You know, we we together. We just together. We just together because maybe we had kids, or you know. But they you, you got to keep the spark in there. You know the intimacy, the dating, and then some relationships they don't even date. It's like like you said when we first started about them not getting to know the first date is in the house. You know, not okay. taking them out somewhere, you know, mm-hmm. to be seen, to open the door. Right. Yeah, those types of things, but you know, with that being said, sometimes the people who aren't doing it haven't seen a healthy relationship. Right, and, th- and that's the great point to go into my next question. About Abuse. What about abusive relationships? 
Talk about that. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, the abusive relationship is either they witnessed it, they seen it somewhere in their past, or they witnessed it, or it's been done to them. Okay. Most of the time, the, the abuse, the abuse, abuser. I'm saying it backwards. The person that witnesses you witnesses the abuse usually becomes the abuser. Okay. Yes. 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 Absolutely. And an abusive relationships could be verbally abusive, physical abusive, mental abusive. Emotional abusive and and um, just mistreating one on one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know I really um, pay attention to that. How people communicate verbally and talk to talk to one another, and um, how um, that is so important. You know how you communicate goes back to communicating and not being ugly in your words and you know mean and unkind. And so, and sometimes we 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 minimize that. Mm-hmm. We kind of look at more the physical abuse, but also that is a form of abuse as well. Yes, it is. And um, the the psychological. Okay. I know the physical abuse, that's one bad because it's a bad, a really bad thing because, you know, uh, an unhealthy blow or, or a hard hit, that could uh, that could kill somebody or put somebody or, or, you know, make them have an impairment from beating on them, make them lose an eye or hand or something. But the psychological, that's the abuse that you don't see. That's the abuse that you don't see. It's happening. The person... It's happening to the person and people don't know it. See, the, the, the physical abuse, you can see it, but the psychological and the emotional, those mm-hmm. are the abuses that you can see and those are silent killers because that's saying, you you know, this person has been taking it so long, they may hurt themselves or hurt mm. the user. Okay. So those are really the ones you have to work or, you know, watch out for. Okay. In, 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 in your work, um, working with HIV positive women and some women um, being in unhealthy relationships, because I know you talked about, they feel that that's all their work because of their, um, their diagnosis, diagnosis, their positive, that they're positive. And what would you say to that woman? What have you said to those women? Well, I always tell them, you know, I always ask them to make sure they're safe. Okay. And, you know, when they talk about, you know, relationships, then I always, you know, ask, you know, how's your relationship going? You know, I kind of cry because I was a part of the, you know, the wellness team with them. So I kind of asked about the relationship, what kinds of relationships and and most of the relationships that were, they were unhealthy relationships. But I would tell them it's a way out, you know, but they didn't believe it because they didn't have the support. Um. I had one specific woman. She still calls me now. She was just so, she was kind of confused on what she wanted to do as far as she knew she wanted to leave, but she just didn't have the strength. 
she really just didn't have the strength. I still talk to her, you know, mm-hmm. encourage her because I want her to know that it is, you know, better out there. But it's it's when you want to leave. It's not when I want you to leave. You have to make up in the mind, in your mind, that you want to leave the situation and you want to do better. And that's what I always tell her the same thing. So with women in those situations where they're in those um, abusive and unhealthy relationships where the man is controlling everything, control where they go, control who they go with, control um, where the whole, everything, you know, um, make the choices for them. And they're afraid to speak up, say, no, I want to do this. I want to do that. No, I don't want to do that. What would you say to that woman, Miss Ziegler, in that situation? Well, I would you help her, you know, you know, I know you talked about sometimes it be, could be support and they just stay in because they lack the support or they lack the financial means to go out and get on a, you know, go up, be able to get out of a relationship, get in, get their own place and take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, a woman has to really be ready to leave because in their mind, psychologically, they want to go. But the, the heart and the mind is doing two different things. Okay, okay. They, they want to go because they know it's not right, but the heart won't, you know, the heart is saying that they still love the person. Sometimes we're scared. I've had uh, a woman that just came to talk to me. She pulled up at the, the, the center to talk to me, and the guy was in the car blowing the horn. Mm-hmm. And I, I just thought, how disrespectful. You're, you're at an appointment, you know? Right. It, it's a procedure that goes in, you know, you know, you have to go in, get checked in and everything. Mm-hmm. I kept going, and not only did he blow, he caught. Okay. And that made me spark the question, are you safe? Okay. And she never verbally said it out her mouth, but she shook her head. Mm-hmm. She said yes. Well, you know, shaking her head, yes. Okay. So, you know, I could try to be there to support them, the, it's kind of a thin line because you sometimes you can think you're helping and you got it all, you know, you got everything in place for them and you call them back and they'd be like, well, you know, that's okay. I ain't going to use that this time, you know. So I try to not get so caught up in it. Mm-hmm. I'm more of, um, if they're heavily, you know, really want, they have to make the first step. I'm going to make sure they are right. Now, if I see anything as far as hurting and abusing, yeah, I would, yeah, I would tell them, hey, you know, I'm mandated to, 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 to tell somebody, especially if you're going to hurt somebody and somebody's going to hurt you. I'm mandated to tell somebody. Okay. But on the part of the abuse, it's real tricky because you could, like I say, I've, I've been there to the point where I've had the person somewhere to go and the contact person, but then, you know, after the fight and everything cooled down and he said he was sorry, you know, wasn't answering the phone. And when they did answer the phone, you know, well, I ain't going to use that this time. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and I wanted to ask this question. I know it's, we're nearing the, um, the closing of the show. Um, from your experience and what you um, seen um, and from your um, professional background and in this in this topic and um, do you are some women just scared to leave or fearful 
are um, some women just afraid to maybe somehow scared or afraid to go out on their own or be by themselves or just is just or afraid to move on to something new different. It's the codependency. It's oh, okay. Saying, you know, okay. I know what I got, but I don't know what's out there. You know, so mm-hmm. I think it's it, it's more of that because nine times out of ten, the you know the woman is probably receiving some type of of uh, funds, um, disability, or you know some kind of state funds. Mm-hmm. So you know that's most of the time what I see. Okay, but I think it, it, it it's just the codependency, just knowing somebody's there or not wanting to feel alone. And, you know, nobody wants to be alone. Mm-hmm. But if you have to suffer through mental abuse and physical abuse, and that, I think it's better that you be alone. At least find some time to define yourself, to see what you like, what okay. you don't like. You know, why are you allowing these things to happen to you? Okay. Thank you so much. That was so, that was so informative um, because you really broke it down and we kind of got in the deep of it. And as you were speaking, I began to think about, wow, you know, in, in relationships, you know, like you said about the person, the disrespect, which you witnessed when um, at the center where the woman was in the, in he, you know, no, the disrespect. And um, also when women may stay in because of the codependency. And also, like you said, the heart versus the mind. Um, and so I hope this show was very informative to our listeners as well. And hopefully they got something out of it. And for those women that are in situations like that, um, that they seek some support and help. And like you said, Ms. Ziegler, the relationships can be unhealthy, but they can become healthier. And so how do we, how can they, what do they need to do? What would you recommend someone so, that are in a healthy, unhealthy relationship? Start working on their self first, because if you don't love yourself, there's no way that you can really, really love anybody else. You got to love yourself first. And okay. those healthy relationships begin within us. And okay. become our Lord and Savior, just knowing what's right, what's wrong, boundaries, all of those. Okay. Okay. And, and and that's something when you said loving yourself, because that's one of the next topic we're going to talk about on the show. Self-love. Loving yourself. We're going to talk about that deep because that has really been a topic that is really trending, but important. Um, Very important for particularly women. Self-love, loving ourselves because we take care of so many other folks and sometimes we neglect ourselves. So beginning to understand and know what is that? What is self-love? What is loving yourself? What does that look like? And so I'm, I'm looking forward to that conversation with you, Ms. Sickler. And so, um, listeners, any, any, any additional information you want to share with our listeners before we close for the, this, the show? Well, I just want to say one last thing. Um, to continue to keep loving yourself. Know that you are worth it. You are worth every bit of the time, the energy that God put into creating you. You are worth it. So keep loving yourself and keep God first. 
Okay, thank you so much. And listeners, thank you again for coming and joining us for another episode of A Woman's Worth. And before I close for today, remember October is also not only just Domestic Violence Awareness Month, it's also Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So we want to definitely recognize our breast cancer survivors that's out there and also encourage our women to get a breast mammogram or a breast exam um, this month. Um, as a part of, again, taking care of yourself. It's self-care, right, Ms. Ziegler? That's right, self-care. I have to believe in that. <laughs> yes, and I like to say, listen, at the beginning of the show, I was a little off a little bit. I had something going on, but thank you for bearing in, bearing with me, and thank you for bearing with me, Ms. Ziegler. <laughs> oh, no problem, Shonda, anytime, because you are a great host. So I look forward to every time we get on here together. I look forward to that. I appreciate yeah. that. Thank you. Thank you so much. And remember, listeners, we hope you join in for the next show, which we'll talk about self-love, which is a very, very important topic. And so we hope that you'll join, join us for that for that show. And remember, a woman's work is being informed. A woman's work is being aware. A woman's work is being educated. A woman's work is knowing how to prevent disease and have optimal health. Thank you for joining us and hope you'll join us for the next show. Have a great rest of I'm your evening. I'm taking my freedom.